Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. everybody this is stan wang one of your co-hosts from i hope with uh, what is one of your favorite shows the people under the stairs you know who my other co-host is paul james caden he's waiting patiently under the stairs and i think we have a great show today to uh kind of close out the year 2019 and head into the year 2020 I think this is a very good show, and uh, this is one that was an idea of Paul's, and um, he's mentioned it many times, and and people have mentioned it to me many times in a variety of different ways, and let's see what you think about this interesting topic, the Mandela effect. How do you like that one? Like Nelson Mandela. It's actually based on him, but I digress. Paul is going to tell us a little bit more about this after he says hi to everybody. Hello, Paul. Come and join us, please. I'm busy under the stairs. I cannot talk about the Mandela effect. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) How is it? Oh, go go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, how the heck is everything doing today? How's it going, man? Very good. Very good. It was a nice holiday season, as you know. Yes. Our first one in the area, and it was uh, it was very nice. The, the whole season was very cozy, very festive. And uh, today we, we undecorated, so a, a lot of taking things down, putting things away, cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I just got uh, been going all day, and now, uh, now here I am doing a podcast. <laughs> Well, and, and you're doing a very good one, the Mandela effect. Uh, and, and, you know, you you might be in another parallel uh, dimension where you're not doing those things. 
You could be sipping on eggnog. You know, oh, I hear you. You could never tell. Hey, for Paul, uh, Paul, for those people who are not aware uh, of, of that, uh, you know, what is the Mandela effect? Uh, you know, how would you describe it to folks, uh, you know, so that they could get a general idea what this is about? Well, the Mandela effect is what people say things have changed that, that they remember very clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, just for example, uh, if you're listening outside of the country, if, if you're in the United States, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. We had cartoons uh, back in the day that were called Looney Tunes. It was Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Daffy Duck. Or not Daffy Duck. Yeah, Daffy Duck. <laughs> but, uh, mm -hmm. And uh, some people say, you know, things like the spelling have changed. They remember it being Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S, like, you know, Looney Cartoons. Mm -hmm. But then they say, no, now they look at it and and they say, on the internet, it says it was never T-O-O-N-S. It was always T-U-N-E-S, like tunes. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, no, that's not right. I remember it being O-O-N-S. So there's a variety of things, you know, memories, logos, movies, lines in movies, things that happened mm -hmm. or even happened in history. They remember them uh, very uh, differently. Uh, and now they're saying, well, no, it, it never happened that way. It was never spelled that way. And, and some people think that these changes are happening because our reality is changing or shifting, whether we're uh, shifting into a parallel reality or whether this is actually being done on purpose. You hear some people talk about uh, things like CERN or the, uh, the quantum computers that are out there. And they're saying, well, some of these uh, people that are, you know, the scientists that are so interested in like piercing the veil and uh you know uh, looking into other dimensions and other realities they're causing this to happen i know mm -hmm. there's a gentleman by the name of uh jordy rose and uh, he helped invent uh the the d-wave computer which is uh you know a very big quantum computer mm -hmm. and uh, he did say things you know with with the quantum computer that uh, he believes that there you know he and other people believe that there are other realities on top of our own, we live in a multiverse mm -hmm. and with uh, some of these uh, tools that are forthcoming with the help of quantum computers and AI and new technology, uh, we may be, may be able to pierce through the veil into those realities and uh, tap into some of their resources, whatever he meant by that. So people hear this, you know, he's not the only one uh, who says these kinds of things and people are saying, Hey, you know, we believe that somebody's already tampering with our reality, tampering, tampering with the, uh, the fabric of time, space, reality, multiverses. And that's why we're seeing these changes that are uh, very unexplainable. So, you know, we're going to get a little bit more into that aspect of it later on. But uh, there's also another psychological aspect that, uh, you, you know, you're going to uh, get into in a little bit that. You know, when things like this come out, people uh, immediately jump on the bandwagon and, you know, everything, everything is wrong. You know, yesterday the sky was yellow, the, the grass was purple, you know, so whether there's any validity to this or not, uh, it's anything like UFOs, ghosts, paranormal research are always going to get the crackpots who come flooding in by the droves and the real research uh, gets very hard to um, get to the bottom of 
and you know we were we're going to talk about uh, the psychological aspect of some of the the lunatic droves that uh, you know may, may be pouring into this subject and uh, bringing information that is just not correct, you know, at all. Well, we have a special guest here. Uh, you mentioned Looney Tunes, and one of the big characters in Looney Tunes, as people know, was Bugs Bunny. Do you remember that, Paul? Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember the guy who was hunting him all the time? Elmer Fudd, yes. That's right, Paul. It was Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I remember it. Did that sound like Elmer Fudd to anybody out there? That's right, Paul. I'm Elmer Fudd. And I have the Mandala effect. I used to do that at work with my good buddy, John Lishak, and we would laugh our asses off forever and aggravate everybody. So those of you who are my friends who used to work with me and my good buddy, John Lishak, I know who listens to the show. That one's for 2019 for you, John, for what, about 27 years of doing Alma Fod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a man. good one. It, it certainly breaks the ice when things get tense. Hey, you know, another way of looking at the Mandela effect, too, for other people, because you gave a very extensive, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, intro into that is to where it came from. And this effect is is kind of like a phenomenon of a shared. Here's a good way to look at it in a very quick way. A shared false memory uh -huh. about an event in the world. So that it means that lots of people seem to share the same uh, kind of, you know, precise memory about this. And it started with Nelson Mandela's death in 2013. And this was the one that uh, I guess sparked this conspiracy theory uh, because multiple people, lots of people seem to say that they remembered him dying while he was in prison in the 1980s. And, uh, you know, that, you know, and people claimed uh, people swore on a stack of Bibles that they recalled news clips and TV cover coverage of uh, Nelson Mandela's funeral. And there's a bunch of other things, uh, all these common things like the Looney Tunes things, the Berenstein Bears, the Monopoly guy, um, you know, Oscar Meyer versus Oscar Mayer Wieners. How do you spell? Is it Meyer or Mayer? All those things. People have these, uh, you know, these large group false memories. And, uh, man, you can't you can't convince them otherwise of it. And, uh, you know, they'll tell you that just ain't so. And think of the implications of that. Uh, I just had jury duty uh, the other day. Uh, I don't know how many. I don't know, if Paul, you ever seen that fam famous picture, 12 Angry Men? You know, no, I haven't seen it. Well, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic about critical thinking and people thinking that they've seen something when they haven't. And I'm sure you've seen a Perry Mason show or some kind of a lawyer show or some kind of a, you know, a movie uh, starring, you know, uh, you know, seeing somebody get tripped up on the stand where they thought they saw something and they didn't, but they remember it very clearly. And it's one of the things in psychology that, uh, you know, we take very seriously, lawyers take very seriously, that people come up with false memories. Uh -huh. And those false memories can come about for a variety of reasons. And the term for that, by the way, folks, is confabulation. <clears throat> I kind of liken that to a fish story. And I know that uh, I've done that myself with fishing, uh, to be exact, and, and probably some other stories in life. But I can remember what I used to go 
do sport fishing in Canada, go deep in the wilds for, uh, you know, for walleye and for these, uh, these big muskies and these big, uh, these huge fish out there and uh, tiger muskies and everything else like that. And I can remember catching one. Uh, I think it was probably about 22 or 23 inches long in reality. But by the time we got done telling the tale and in my mind, I'm seeing this thing about four feet now. I can't remember <laughs> what it looked like. I just knew I caught it on a big chartreuse lure in this little, uh, beautiful little spot. But uh, to be God's honest with you, I can't remember. Now, I know people have those kind of memories when they hit a golf ball or see a sporting event or, or things like that. Uh, you know, they start telling tall tales. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you actually start believing that shit. And then, uh, you know, other people will swear. They'll say, yeah, I was there. I saw the same damn thing, you know. And uh, I think some of that, uh, you know, may have to do with the Mandela effect. Uh, or just, you know, very common kinds of misinterpretations like the Oscar Mayer or Oscar Mayer kinds of things. You know, those those are easy things that you, you, you know, may come, you know, from a neighborhood or an environment where nobody's name is Meyer with an E, but they're all mayors. And you just, you know, go down that path when you see the initial stuff. And then you convince yourself, you know, that that's your memory. For that, that that's you have a false perception of something. You saw something incorrectly, and you believe it, and uh, you know you just go from there uh, with those kind of things. Yeah, you know whether it's other dimensional uh, or multi-dimensional is uh, you know that's uh, you know subject for a show like this. You know, could it could it be alternate realities or those kind of things? Or can it be just a very, very simple, simple um, mistake? You know, just a misconception, a confirmation bias of what you think, uh, you know, uh, something should be. Uh, And I'll give you a good example, and then I'll throw it back to Paul for some other examples or, you know, some more serious ones. There's a term in psychology called nexting. If I said one, two, the normal thing you would say is three. However, I might be thinking of the term five, right? The number maybe one, two, five I'm thinking of, but you're immediately going to say one, two, three. And uh, if you heard me mumble and you weren't sure, you'd make the assumption that it was three. And then you, that would be your memory. That's what you do, even though it wasn't correct. And we, I think we do the same things with uh, these kinds of things. We make small mistakes, um, you know, where we have kind of like a prejudice uh, or a preconceived notion of how something should look based on some other memory that we have. And then we confabulate something and then we convince ourselves, you know, that that's what we saw and we stick to it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Paul? Do you think, have you ever had experiences like that where you make a simple mistake or have you ever had something that was, uh, when you really look back on it and you're really being honest with yourself or you 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 know, it really wasn't that big a deal, but, by the time you've told it a thousand times, it's really something wild. Well, yeah, I mean, we've we've all made mistakes or remember things incorrectly. I remember old commercials that uh, I would ask my wife, oh, do you remember that commercial about so-and-so? And then we would look it up on YouTube, you know, for, for posterity. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you had the words wrong or the, the jingle a little was a little off the way you remember it. So, yeah, we, we all have things that we look at and uh, don't remember exactly the way that uh, it should be. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, there, there are things in life where, you know, tales, uh, as Ario Speedwagon would say, uh, and, and their old song in the 1980s, take it on the run. Uh, the tales can grow taller on down the line, you know, that we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we find years later, we might be, uh, adding to, you know, that, that, uh, that, that, that one foot fish now may be uh, four feet, you know, mm-hmm. as you were saying, but it's, it's interesting with the Mandela effect because you, you do have people online. If you really dig into this, who have like books and, you know, uh, old news articles online that talk about Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. dying in, you know, 1980 something. Now I, I couldn't swear whether those are real or fabricated. Uh, I remember Nelson Mandela. I don't remember him dying. I remember him getting out of prison. Um, that's my recollection of it as far as, as I, you know, recall, but, but things that do ring a bell for me that I look at and say, yeah, geez, I remember that is uh jiff peanut butter i do remember jiffy peanut butter not just i I agree yes yes you know i remember uh looney tunes was Mm -hmm. t-o-o-n-s the the board game monopoly uh if you're not familiar with that there's a little man with a big mustache and a top hat he's that we call him the monopoly guy he's on the playing board and Mm -hmm. uh, you know on on the box and he always had a, an eyeglass and a monocle in one eye. Uh, some people say, well, no, if you look online, it'll say he never had a monocle. I remember him having the monocle. Um, the cartoon character here in the United States, uh, Curious George, the monkey, they said he never had a tail. I remember him having a tail. So some of these things I do remember. And I look at it and I say, gee, that is kind of weird because, uh, you know, I, I remember reading uh, quite a few Curious George books when I was in the second grade. Uh, my second grade teacher, you know, uh, English then was called reading. You went in, learned how to spell and, you know, all that. And uh, I remember there were times when you finished your work early, you could read a book. And uh, her name was Mrs. DeWitt, very nice lady. And she had a lot of Curious George books on uh, the shelf that you you could read. And there was one I read and I thought it was, you know, kind of entertaining uh, in second grade. And I, and I read others that she had. So, and I remember him having a tail. I don't remember him, uh, you know, not having the tail. So yeah, these things are very, uh, very strange. Are, are they true? Are they, they, are they cognitive slips? Are we remembering incorrectly? The one I was talking to you about last night that I remember Mm-hmm. that I can't find anything on the internet. And I, and I actually mentioned this on, on the spirit side too, because I want to know if anybody around, you know, the early seventies, uh, maybe late sixties remembers this commercial for a sandwich spread. It was like mayonnaise or, or miracle whip. And it was called angel whip because it was, you know, fluffy. Uh, I remember, I remember the angel whip. I remember them putting the jar on the table at the end of the commercial. So the label is facing the, the camera and uh, you can't find anything uh, about it you know mm-hmm. uh, did it exist did it not exist did nobody just cares to remember angel whip but <laughs> I, re- I remember it uh, for years you know i remember i remember being you know when i got into my teens you know 14 15 even in my 20s sometimes i'd, I'd be making a sandwich and uh if somebody was with me i'd be like pass the angel whip you know because i just remembered you know that commercial so mm-hmm. it, it was it was something that was just very strong in my memory. And I, I don't think I 
made it up, but uh, it seems to be uh, not on the planet anymore. So if anybody out there in the United States remembers uh, the early 70s and remembers that commercial, uh, definitely drop one of us a line and uh, and let us know if, if you remember Angel Whip or was it swept away in the Mandela effect? Or maybe I just, you know, maybe I just remember incorrectly, but, uh, you know, I don't think so. Remembering something for that many years, you know, uh, doesn't seem like, uh, you know, this doesn't seem right to me. I, I have a pretty good memory that, that, that can stem back, uh, you know, when I was one, you know, one, two, three. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think that that would, uh, um, would be something that, that I would just, misunderstand or make up within my own imagination you know the 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 uh the thing about the mandala effect that that i've seen when i look at it that that makes it something um worthy of studying or explaining uh is the fact that it's not where you just do this as one individual the mandala effect uh, at least the way i understand it is is not when you misunderstand something or, or miss uh remember something or remember something incorrectly it's when lots of other people remember it the same way. Like when you said uh, Jeffy versus Jeff, I I'm with you. I I'd always say, you know, can I have, what are we going to get, Skippy or Jiffy, right? Mm -hmm. Jiffy mm -hmm. peanut butter. And some people explain that by saying it's that's kind of a hybrid between uh, Jiff and Skippy, Jiffy. Uh, those right. kinds of things that a lot of people could easily make uh, as a mistake. But then there's some other, there's lots of other weird things like the Mandela effect itself. I mean, we're thinking, well, you know, the guy became president of uh, South Africa. Why would you think he was dead in prison? I mean, you know, for real uh, on that. But how can so many people remember that? Uh, but false memories, um, they have a, a fairly recent one in 2010. I mean, they happen all the time. One that I saw that was really amazing was people who were familiar, maybe you've heard about this, who were familiar with the clock at the uh, Bologna Central Railway Station in, in Bologna, in Italy. And that was uh, damaged by the Bologna mass massacre bombing in uh, 1980. And they did a study on that, and 92% of the respondents, now this is not 10%, or even 1%. 1% would be statistically significant. Keep in mind, that's a that's a, a term of measurement. But here, 92% of the respond, respondents falsely remembered the clock had remained stopped since the bombing, when in fact the clock was repaired shortly after the attack. Uh, hmm. You know, and but everybody remembered remembered it as stopped. Now, you know, th th that to me would be a very strange thing. Uh, not that some people remembered it as being stopped when it was working, but that the number was 92% of those things. You know, that's a very, very, very uh, high uh, effect on those kind of things. You know, and, and you know, that would just be um, that would just be a very, very curious, uh, you know, thing for me. One that I can remember that uh, I can see as a very uh, small accident in interpretation but um, I can, I, I don't see how because I remember it very, very clearly. It's the scene in the line in Snow White, you know, with the Wicked Witch. And mm -hmm. it always frightened me very much. That, that was actually, a lot of Disney movies are very scary to people, and, and they were to me. 
Fantasia was a very scary movie. Like um, to me, like uh, The Wizard of Oz, the original one was very scary. I saw that was as a little tiny kid with my father, and it scared the shit out of me. But I can remember clearly, and everybody that I know says, "Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all?" Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you remember, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. But it's magic mirror on the wall. That's the actual line. Now, you know, why would, uh, y- you know, wh- how does that get from magic mirror on the wall? It doesn't sound right at all to mirror, mirror on the wall. I have never heard anybody in my lifetime say mirror, mirror on the wall. Now, you know, I don't know how important that is, but uh, when these things happen with other kinds of uh, maybe more important kinds of things than Fruit Loops being spent with, spelled with two O's or a U or Looney Tunes or the, you know, or the, uh, the guy from Monopoly with a monocle. Uh, that can be a pretty serious thing uh, when, when you can have large numbers of people have false memories. Mm. That's, a, that's a pretty damn significant thing. And, uh, you know, it, it seems that, that lots of that stuff happens. You know, can you? It can does. You and it, I'm sorry, Paul. Go ahead. You know, the, the, this is how things like this uh, get very muddled and confused. Uh, you know, we talked about this before the the test. I don't remember what the uh, the name of it was, where they had a group of people uh, in a room, and uh, one you know one of them was a plant, mm-hmm. and uh, they they drew a, a line, two lines on a blackboard of equal length. And mm-hmm. asked people in the room, are these lines the same, you know, the same size? And they all said yes. And then they had the person who was the plant say, no, no, no. Line mm-hmm. B is obviously shorter or longer than line A. And mm-hmm. through his persistence, uh, the people in the room changed their their uh, view of the line and said, yeah, yeah, he's right. You know, so people are very easily led. Uh, to think certain things when a, a strong personality says, oh, no, no, this is the way it was or this is the way it is. And and that's the thing with anything when it comes to paranormal research or uh, fringe science that may have some reality to it, where it gets very, very extremely murky because you have a lot of uh, very peculiar opinions and theories by people who sound like they know what they're talking about, but they, they don't, it's, it's fantasy wrapped in a dream, you know, stuffed into a great big illusion. But mm-hmm. if somebody sa- sounds authoritative, well, no, in my research, people are going to, Oh yeah, yeah, he's right. In fact, I remember, you know, now my memory is different. So yeah, that, that gets very, um, very complicated. And, but, but there is the reality. If, if you do look back, you know, using as this this is the springboard to jump in to uh, other probabilities here. And and this is where I think, uh, you know, so many people's minds being so easily led, we wouldn't even know if something like that was, was really happening because the waters would be so cloudy with, with false information and memories. But we do have people like, you know, Jordy Rose, who, uh, you know, helped, uh, you know, build the D-Wave, uh, the folks at CERN with the large Hedron Collider, you know, and you have different people, you know, with this new technology. I mean, these people are scientists and they are saying things like multiverse, interdimensional, piercing the veil, uh, 
sending something through, bringing something through, to, you know. So, you know, could it be on some level, even if it's a small scale, that, you know, somebody is or could manipulate reality or open some, you know, dimension that we'd be damn sorry that we did? It, mm -hmm. it's, it's certainly possible, but I think people have to be more critically uh, thinking about this and not following these personalities that have a YouTube, cha a YouTube channel or a podcast or wrote a book. Uh, you know, there, there, there's so much nonsense. You know, you, you have to be very precise and clear when you're looking at something like this because there's, there are very interesting theories about the multiverse out there. As we were talking last night, Mm -hmm. When you hear a ghost, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the house you live in now, you actually bought for your parents, correct? Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Stan, he he went to take care of his uh, parents when they were very old and elderly and they passed away. And now he lives, you know, in that house. But let's say one night uh, Stan sees his mother walk through the living room or here's his father, Stan. You know, some people would say, oh, you know, it's it's a ghost, an apparition of his mother or his father. Mm -hmm. But there are some people, and this is when you get into the Mandela effect and, and uh, multiverse, saying that no, in another reality, which could be very, you know, right on top of our own, your mother and father could still be alive, occupying that same space that you're mm -hmm. in, though you're, you don't perceive them. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, through whatever may happen, through uh, reality's meeting or something that you uh, you're in a certain state of mind where you kind of glimpse uh, beyond the veil, as they say, you mm -hmm. might see or hear. You're not you're not seeing or hearing their ghost, but you're seeing or hearing them from another reality that's actually right there in front of you, occupying that same space. So th that is actually a theory out there. And, uh, you know, when it when it comes to realities, maybe getting jumbled up or changing, uh, that's, uh, you know, and there are some actual I, I wanted to look up names uh, for this, but doing all the, the work today in the house, I didn't get a chance. But but there are some, uh, you know, more credible scientists who talk about things like the Mandela effect, you know, not saying that it's true, but have said things like, well, if it is true. And, you know, there, there could be, you know, a blending or a slip or, you know, a merging of these realities on some level. Something mm -hmm. like that could be possible where something that we remember uh, very clearly has changed because now the reality has uh, changed or shifted in, in, in a certain, uh, you know, area where all things are not the same. Most things are, but uh, some things may not be. So mm -hmm. it. It is an interesting theory. It, it, it is uh, by the words of some uh, folks out there in the scientific community and and uh, quantum physics that that it could be possible. But mm -hmm. again, that's that's where we we start losing sight and start losing track of all this with all the all the crazy where somebody says, uh, "Oh no, I remember uh, Jesus in the Bible. Uh, his you know he wasn't Jesus Christ. His last name was." Uh, you know, Jesus Smith, you know, and then, you know, we get a thousand other people that go, oh, Jesus, that guy was right. You know, then it just becomes ridiculous and it becomes very hard to 
to to track at that point. There's a lot. There's uh, some other possibilities because the people under the stairs. One of the nice things to do is not, you know, nobody's saying it's right or wrong. Just things throwing out to to for for uh, interesting discussion on this particular effect. Human bring human beings like to bring things to closure, and uh, in psychology, the original uh, field of psychology had a lot to do with perception, sensation, and perception. That's how it started. What are we conscious of? And uh, that's what the Mandela effect really is. It's where people are conscious of a certain memory uh, that doesn't jive with the with the, uh, the with the prevailing facts uh, regarding that, or the or the prevailing narrative with that. And you'd have to say, well, how could you know? Why would that be? So it could, you know, sometimes the most elaborate uh, explanation is not the best one, and a simple one, uh, you know, can work very well too. And I'll give you an example, and this is right out of Gestalt. That's the term Gestalt. That that things are, you know, when we have the, the Gestalt, the whole is the sum of its parts. If I said to you, just take a take your pencil at home and make a little small series of dots, you know, uh, just in a in in a circle, you know, but space them apart fairly largely, but it's just a dot in there and then give it to a kid or an adult or whatever it is and say what do you see there 99 chances out of 100 uh, a person's going to see i see a circle right mm-hmm. and is it a is it a is it a bunch of dots or a circle it's really just a bunch of dots uh it's not necessarily a circle but people human beings uh are are led uh, you know, it's part of their makeup for survival and how they perceive things. They have this thing where they want things to bring things into symmetry and to closure and to squares and circles and triangles and straight lines and angles and things like that. So they take those dots and they put them into a familiar thing. And then everybody sees a circle, mm-hmm. even though there isn't one there, you know. And that's the way possibly uh, the Mandela effect could work for some people. There are, you know, they see an E versus an A for Oscar Mayer. They see a O O N S rather than a U N E S for Looney Tunes, or Jiffy versus uh, Jiff. And that's not to take the magic out of the Mandela effect, if there is any, or the big paranormal thing. It's, it's another explanation. Now, if you want to get on the more nefarious side of things. You could also get a Mandel effect by subliminal stimulation. Now, if you don't know what that is, folks, that's where years ago when the motion pictures were all the rage, a motion picture theater uh, dwellers uh, wanted to sell Coca-Cola and popcorn, right? They wanted mm-hmm. to sell crazy. And what they would do is in the reel of film, about every 30 or 40 frames, somebody would show you a picture of an ice cold Coke or have a thing by saying, boy, popcorn is great. And your brain wouldn't pick it up in the movie, but it would pick it up unconsciously, subliminally. And you'd be sitting there, and in a while you'd be saying, Jesus Christ, i got to have a Coke and some popcorn. <laughs> and uh, you could check that out yourself online, look under subliminal um, stimulation, uh, and it's out, actually outlawed. And they were taken out of the movies, it was outlawed, uh, because you could make people start to feel or perceive things which they're unaware of that are happening subliminally. Uh, that's why some people, if they're into motivation or going to sleep or want to study, what do they do? They take uh, you know, a recording, put it in their ear when they go to sleep, 
and subliminally uh, they get these suggestions or facts, you know, to help them study. Uh, that's old news, but who's to say that some of the um, some of the things with the Mandela effect, the major things, aren't pieces of disinformation or information that's uh, put out there uh, and are be fedding, are being fed to people subliminally. If I wanted to have fun and speculate on things, uh, that yeah, that's fun. That that's an interesting point that. Uh... Some of the people in the uh, the big conspiracy circles actually believe that that that's exactly what the Mandela effect is. That could they very well the, be the, these you know elitists and certain people have their agenda. You know they they divide people. They you know they they dumb down the mass populace. They confuse people, and you know the Mandela effect is nothing more than just uh, something to confuse people and and you know you know, cause them not to remember things correctly, or again, uh, make it, you know, the, an experiment in showing how easily people can be led. Uh, yeah. Again, if that strong personality stands up and says, hey, you know what? So there, there are people in the, the conspiracy fringes that, that think it is, it's just that it's, it's disinformation and it's meant to uh, confuse, divide, and, uh, you know, Put but they're, people but they're using memory. very powerful psychological principles that work. Now, I don't know about you, but I love infomercials. And I love to watch, uh, you know, uh, the air fryer commercials and everything. And one of the guys originally who did that years ago, do you remember Ron, uh, Ron Popeil from Ronco? Oh, man and the all the ovens he had the hairspray for his hair that was hair powder but do you remember <laughs> the ronco oven i could watch that over and over again and if i say this i bet you there's a million people out there who are going to listen to this and say i know the just set it in what paul forget just it, it. <laughs> See, you got it i didn't have to say he hasn't been on the air with that in 15 years just set it and forget it it was one of the greatest marketing ploys and that's a collective, that's a Mandela effect in its own way. You'll, you'll have, it's, it's uh, what happens is people will have that, it's that closure, it's that gestalt, he said it, it's a catchword, it's a buzzword. You've been not subliminally, but overtly stimulated. It's a, it's a catchy word and it's like, a, it's what you call a meme, a mind virus, boom. It, it catches on, you know, you, you know these little sayings. You know, then that's Richard Dawkins, the very famous um, scientist uh, and philosopher. You know, he coined that term, a meme, M-E-M-E. And it's uh, like a it's a mind virus. It's a verbal statement that takes on a life of its own like a virus. And uh, the Mandela effect could be that. Look at all these interesting possibilities that it could be. Now, those people who also study quantum physics and like the multiverses that you're talking about or different levels of awareness and consciousness and time and space and things like that, there's people who promote those kinds of theories. And then the scientific community really heavily debunks that as well. They say that's a bunch of bullshit. When you hear quantum mechanics and quantum theory and the Mandela effect, it says, come on, come on, come on. You know, so there's scholarly articles that, uh, you know, debunk that. And then there's scholarly articles that are saying, hey, man, that's the whole uh, uh, point of, I guess, in quantum mechanics, whether they call it singularity or duplicity. Mm. A single object can be in two different places at the same time. The same object. 
Don't ask me to explain it, folks. But uh, <laughs> that's it, it's uh, one of those principles that are that are uh, really important to uh, quantum uh, theory. So, uh, you know, Paul's comment about, you know, you could be hearing somebody saying, Paul, <laughs> and it could be, uh, you know, somebody at a different point in time, you know, or sharing that space slightly off or a multiverse or whatever. I, you know, I couldn't explain it. I'm not a, a, a physicist or a quantum physicist, but there are people who believe that. So it's uh, to me, it's very interesting stuff. There's a lot of very um Standard things that it could be if I was the amazing Randy and I was trying to debunk something or hold it to scientific standards or look for the simplest explanation. And again, uh, when you have large, large numbers of people who uh, have these shared supposedly false memories, does that defy statistics? Is that, you know, that's kind of unusually high, like that 92 percent in uh, Bologna, Italy. Those kind of things. Or does that just show that 92% of the people are easily led? <laughs> that would be an awfully high percentage, I would think, you know, using yeah. statistical theory and stuff like that, you'd say, you know, and, and there are people who can gauge that. How many, you know, on average, how many people, you know, will go along with things like that, you know? So it's, um, I don't know. It's a, it, it's a very, to me, it's a very interesting kind of a thing. I think it's easy to misinterpret uh, and make everything paranormal, as you pointed out, Paul. Uh, or it might be also easy to just uh, summarily debunk it and say, oh, it's nothing. It's just this, that it can't be something else. Yeah. You know? I mean, nobody's uh, nobody's more interested in the paranormal and the spiritual and the bizarre than I am. But uh, you have to have that skeptical mind. You know, you just can't go in and say, oh, yeah, you know, because then you become like the people that in ufology or who think they're ufologists. uh, Mm -hmm. And there are people like this out there, you know, in in that field uh, that they could see uh, a jumbo jet fly by, you know, clearly and say, oh, no, that that was a UFO. You know, because they're they're so uh, delusioned with with what they want to believe. You know, you you have to you really have to think these things through and and remain skeptical because you know th- there are other explanations, and sometimes the explanation turns out to be I don't know what the hell that was. That was weird, and you know, but a lot of times it turns out to be I know exactly what that was. It's not so weird. You know, it's very. Mm-hmm very earth-based everyday explanation for the happening well i think it, that was I, I i think it was an interesting topic for today's show uh you know i i don't are, are there any other areas that you that you wanted to pursue paul i feel pretty comfortable about it i you know i, I it's uh to me it's a good show it's a good thing to think about and it's i'd like to hear from our viewers in 2020 if any of them have had this kind of mandala effect is there is there anything that you wanted to add on no i i think we covered all the uh bases of you know the theory uh quite well to give uh you know people food for thought to think about so no not nothing although i do have a question Sure. It's 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 a bit off top off topic, but it's uh, in context with something that came up in the the podcast. What the heck happened to Ron Popeil? Is he still with us? Is he 
crossed over the Great Divide into the, uh, you know, beyond the veil of CERN. Where, where, where is Ron? Well, I'll tell you what. I can click on and do a search on that right now for everybody here. Paul, sing some music. Well, let's see. What can we talk about while stand up? Here, I've got. Know? I've even got his name. Let's see. I see his daughter <laughs> on there. Welcome to the official Ron Pope Peel. Maybe he made his millions and just retired. Uh, it looks like he's still alive. No, he, he made his fortune and then he just retired, I suppose. I've got uh, I've got um, him on Wikipedia here, just looking at the quickest one. And it talks about him. Doesn't say that he's dead. Well, we'll we'll leave it at that. If we find otherwise, we'll let the uh, the listeners who care to know. Yeah, he was he was the original guy with the Vegematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and people love those things now. The thing that we were talking about with the Ron Popeil rotisseries, he had over two hundred million users. Of that, oh, that's, everybody has uh, one of those. Said it, forget it. Yeah, Ron Popeil has a. Uh, he's. I think he's still around. Yeah, always inventing. Yeah, he's even got a Twitter site. The guy's still there. December first, he's talking. This is this year. My turkey fryer doesn't just do turkeys. <laughs> there you go. Two thousand nineteen. He's out there. He's still schlocking his stuff there. So don't don't set them and don't forget them. And if you, hear Ron, if you hear Ron speaking to you from uh, beyond the veil, um, well, maybe it would be him in another reality because he's not dead. <laughs> no, he's not. That that was a good question. I like that. I think we that that's very interesting. You know. Well, Paul, do you have any uh, anything to uh, uh, let the audience know about any of your shows or, or anything else like that for 2020 before we we end up our recording of our show? I, I, I do have uh, an end of the year Spirit Side uh, episode coming out. I, I wasn't going to do one, but I've been thinking about these subjects and I wanted to talk a little bit more of the uh, conspiratorial uh, fringe ideas of reality and UFOs and Mandela effect. And, and I recorded that this morning. So uh, it should be out in a day or two. Check it out if you're interested, because that's, that's one that delves a little deeper into the, uh, as the spirit side does the, the, the more unexplained or bizarre uh, possibility of things. Uh, other than that, if uh, you want to get in touch or you remember the angel whip commercial, Let's not forget Angel Whip. You can uh, you can drop me a line at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And um, I'd, I'd love to know if anybody out there remembers that particular commercial. Fantastic. And if you uh, want to reach, uh, if you want to hear uh, my stuff, uh, you can catch me on Just Thinking, my show. I've, I've been knocking that out uh, five to six days a week. A lot of, I have a lot of great shows this week. Have a nice thing on how to set resol resolutions for the new year. It's effectively very short show. A great show on drones. Interesting experiment I did with politics today, which will come out on a show where I put a, um, 
some simple comments uh, on policy out on a Trump site and uh, other sites and the reactions that I got. Oh, my. Uh, So a lot of interesting things for uh, 2020. And you can get me on Twitter and Facebook, uh, uh, you know, or catch me at Stan Wangland, S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. And uh, if you're interested um, in the paranormal and you might be since you're listening to this show uh, tomorrow, I'm the special guest on the Paranormal Heart show with Kat Ward. And if you listen to her, she's a great person uh, and she's in with a great group of people all all the time. And uh, I am her special guest on that show. And we talk about a lot of interesting things. And it's her end of the year show. And I think Paul is definitely going to be a guest in 2020. So they're saving the best for last. Or maybe not. You know? (laughs) But uh, with that, I want to say to everybody, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Have a blessed uh, New Year in 2020. Good health and uh, happiness to everybody, your family, your loved ones. And uh, we'll see you on the people under the stairs. Uh, And before we we go, I, I also want to wish everyone a Happy New Year. And uh, I want to see if I can start uh, a mind virus here and say this is uh, Paul James Caden and Stan Wanglin, people under the stairs. Until we meet again, keep an open mind, but your feet on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Or maybe keep your feet on the ground, but an open mind. (laughs) That's a good one. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wangland. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com that's at swangland at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every wednesday and every sunday on the reality check podcast network Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms.